Welcome to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa Johns from the blog HarborHome32.com. I invite you to sit down with me and have a cup of coffee as I share encouragement, relatable life stories, and biblical reflections on These Days at Home. Hello, welcome back to These Days at Home podcast. I am Melissa, your host, and um, right now I am enjoying some quiet in our living room. I'm in my rocking chair that I've, oh, I found this thing on Facebook Marketplace for free, and it's got this beautiful, like, red plaid. Uh, it's a really fine plaid. It's got a little bit of green, a little bit of, like, a light beige color and red. It's just our favorite chair to sit in, and I made a gigantic uh, bowl of popcorn because I promised my son that I would give him popcorn for his snack at preschool tomorrow. So the air smells fresh of popcorn and butter, and I've been munching on it as I've been sitting here preparing for this little recording. Um, I told you guys a few weeks ago that I would be able to maybe sneak in a bonus episode every once in a while, and today I get to. So um, I'm going to continue on with our study of uh, Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, we have been going through this uh, a poem or this proverb of the virtuous wife um, or virtuous woman. Um, kind of covering different parts of her character or virtue that um, scripture and this writer and the Lord has kind of laid out as like, yeah, what a virtuous, wise woman who fears the Lord uh, is, what she looks like, what she does. Um, And some of the things that we are in the poem, we've had to kind of extract into modern day terms or modern day concepts, Um, but some of them are just plain and simple too. Um, This next section here, um, some of it kind of repeats some of the virtues that we've covered in other episodes, but I like like these verses because they're... um, yeah, they're just, they're just said in a little different way. So this is Proverbs 31, uh, 21 through 23. It says, She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her cloth is clothing is f- fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Um, so... Yeah, kind of taking these chunk by chunk here. Um, she is not afraid of snow for her household, for her household is clothed in scarlet. Um, that could be very applicable in real time. Uh, for us here in Minnesota, we um, are approaching the winter season. And even though it just turned fall, fall means sometimes snow, especially in October. Um, actually, I think we're supposed to be in the eighties next week in for October, which is un- unheard of, or actually not the uh, late next week, later this week. Um, anyway, uh, not important. Uh, but th- this idea of like having, having clothing ready for this season is something I know we are all familiar with. Um, 
with, I have three young kids and so, and and they grow, they grow fast. And so there have been times I find myself, you know, oh shoot, it just, the temperatures, the temperatures just dropped. I don't think I have anything in their next size bracket for warm clothing or, you know, whatever the case might be. Um, And so uh, reading this verse, it, you know, it, it says she's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. Um, I, it's kind of that, that's idea of being, uh, being a prepared woman, being a, someone that, someone that has a forethought that is thinking ahead, that is planning ahead, um, in, in wisdom. And so she has prepared if it, if it comes, if the snow comes, she is not afraid because she is ready. Um, this word scarlet, um, means it could mean color, but a lot of uh, commentaries and a lot of people think that scarlet means double clothing so that they are prepared in abundance for the next season ahead. Um, I think without doing a lot of or uh, proposing a lot of questions to you guys, you guys can all think of ways that you can um, work towards being more prepared because I'm sure the list is endless. It is endless for me. So, um, uh, anyway, that is one thing that I will be thinking about this week. I'm <laughs> thinking about how I can get ready for the next season, uh, for our household and not be afraid for when winter comes because I'm ready. Um, and then this next verse, she makes tapestry, tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Um, the, this is, there's like a little bit of an element here of, um, of, so tapestries were used in the household for um, decoration or for telling a story. You know, tapestries sometimes have stories, but it's also like also a luxury. Um, so she makes tapestries for herself. Um, there was a, a interesting comment here about this um, in the commentary from David Get, uh, uh, Gutsek, I think is how you pronounce his last name, on the blueletterbible.com. Um I'm sorry, I lost my place. Um, ba, 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 sorry. Um, so, okay, this is what his commentary says. Um, With God's blessing on her wisdom and diligence, this virtuous wife makes good things for herself and enjoys personal marks of God's material blessing on her family. Her clothing is is fine linen and purple. Uh, I just thought that was really interesting, you know, like, um, to kind of think of it in that way. Like it's, you know, I think we talk a lot about, you know, self-care in our culture and like, oh, go do this for you or, you know, whatever. But, um, there is an element there, I guess he's kind of laying out here that there is an element of, um, abundance in her life. And so with that, she decides to, uh, make things for her own enjoyment, makes things that are beautiful. I think there's a, there's a um, an application that we could take here uh, in regards to um, our home. A tapestry was something that was, um, you know, for for the home or um, clothing. You know, her clothing was fine linen. She um, she cared about beauty, and I think we see that in uh, a few of the, a few of the verses we saw back about her working um, in diligence and excellence to make things beautiful. I think we see that here again, that beauty is something that she is capable of making and she is drawn to. Um, and that is a, a good and virtuous, a virtuous thing. 
Um, <clears throat> uh, then, um, uh, sorry, okay. The next verse, um, or yeah, her, the next verse says, her husband is known in the gates. Um, her, sorry, I'm going to read the whole verse. Um, her husband is known in the gates and when he sits among the elders, when he sits among the elders of the land. So again, I thought his comments on here were really good. Um, cause it's, it's kind of hard to know what that really means. Like when you just look at that verse on a standalone verse, it can seem like it's not really even about her at all. It's talking about her husband. Um, but I think there's a connection here that he makes uh, between the husband and his wife's character. Um, keep losing my place here. Sorry. Where are these? Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. That was a lot of dead air. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I have, I'm looking at these notes on my, on my phone and, um, I had skipped way way too far ahead. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, okay. So yes, like I was saying, it can be kind of confusing, like seeing the, um, seeing the connection here between what it said. It's, it's talking about her husband, but, uh, what that usually says about a woman. I always think about, um, that quote from the movie, um, um, my big fat Greek wedding where, you know, the, the mom is talking to the daughter and the daughter is like, Oh, he's not, you know, talking about the dad. Oh, the dad's never going to change his mind. You know, the dad's, whatever he says goes, you know, the dad is the head of the house. And then the mom's like, Tula, the man may be the head, but the woman is the neck. She can turn the head whichever way she wants. (laughs) I just love that verse, uh, or that, that movie line. I think it's so funny, but I think, um, there, there is a connection there between um, uh, a man of good character has a supportive and um, virtuous, hardworking, excellent, uh, excellent wife. And so I'll read, uh, I'll read here what what he says. The virtuous wife sees such a blessing on her family and household that her husband is also esteemed and honored among the elders of the land. All of this is the blessing of God that often comes to the wife who walks in virtue, wisdom, and fear of the Lord. And then he goes on to quote somebody um, by the last name Clark. He must, uh, I think he's quoted him a few times, Dr. Clark. He must have done a commentary on this as well. Um, And he says, Clark says, she is a loving wife and feels uh, feels for the respectability and honor of her husband. He is respected not only on account of the neatness and cleanliness of his person and dress, but because he is the husband of a woman who is justly held in universal esteem and her complete management of household affairs gives him full leisure to devote himself to the civil interests of the community. Um, so if you can think about like, uh, you know, somebody that's, um, taking care of everything that she needs to, she's running, running her household so well. Um, it is not, 
because she is it's, it's a well-oiled machine and she's doing it so well it is not a hindrance on her husband then from going out and being involved in ministry in government in leadership in the community um i think that's such a such a beautiful picture i, I remember when i was working uh part time and i had left my job because I just wanted to devote myself fully to my kids and my household because I was stressed doing both of them. I felt like I could never do um, either of them well because I was stretched thin. I remember um, I was able to take on other parts of our household management that I wasn't able to do before, like um, like uh, budgeting or um, you know taking care of other thing like administrative things that I just couldn't couldn't get to when I was uh, working part-time and um, I kind of created this role for myself I called it the domestic engineer I even changed my email address or my email not my email address my email signature to include um, to include my new uh, self-given title but the idea was that I was going to take care of as much as I could at home so that Tony could just, he, he could just work. He could do his thing. He wouldn't have to worry about it. Um, you know, if something came up, he would just, you know, send it my way. I'm like, yep, I got it. I've got this taken care of. I got that taken care of. Um, it just freed him up. And I think that's a level of service that um, is is such, such a wonderful thing to be able to provide someone. I've, I remember being, when I worked in conferences and events, um, for a college ministry, I was um, working in the operations department of this, you know, the larger organization. And the whole idea of the operations department was that um, there were people that were more administratively minded that were going to take the burden of all of these things off of the people who were called to do uh, evangelism, to be on the college campus. Um, there, There is this very applicable and needed service in that way so that the people that are out on the front lines are freed up. They are not burdened by um, figuring out all these administrative things. And so I just, I see that a little bit as an application here in, in the home. Um, you know, it, for us, as an example, Tony is working full time. He's in the marketplace, as you could say, he is, um, yeah, he's got a, a wonderful job and he's a really hard worker. He's a good employee. Um, and I hope that he, you know, he feels that he can devote himself to that, to working to provide for his family and for us because I've got everything else taken care of. He doesn't have to worry about if meals are being cooked, if the kids are being taken care of, if the house is being somewhat cleaned. Um, so anyway, I think that's what this is getting at here, that um, this character of this woman is so, uh, so excellent, so uh, pure and beautiful and hardworking that it actually elevates her, her family. Um, and so, yeah, I hope that um, makes sense to you all um, and can be encouragement to you um, as you think about just your, your, maybe your life, um, as a, as a wife or uh, a mom, um, or, you know, both is just kind of that, um, that, that mindset of service, like how can you serve in an excellence so that uh, the people in your life are freed up to do what it is that they were made to do. 
you know, another application could be, it could be your kids. Um, let's say your kids are going to school and, um, you know, they've got, they've got homework or they've got sporting things or they've, you know, whatever it is that it, uh, they have to do. And they, um, what is it that you could do to serve them in a way that they feel the burden of just daily life is, is lifted off of them? Um, I remember there was a season where my mom was, um, she was on, um, at home full time, kind of on and off. She had jobs that she would do here and there. Um, but I remember there was this one season where she would, when I was gone at school, she would make my bed and sometimes, sometimes she would leave little notes on my, on my pillows. I think I was, I was in my teens. So, you know, kind of more crucial years. Um, and I, it was my responsibility to make my bed. That was always part of our, you know, kind of my, our daily chores or our daily, um, responsibilities in the house. But there were times that I would come home and my bed was made or my room was clean and she never said anything. She's never, never said like, Oh, Alyssa, I made sure I cleaned your room today. She just did it because she knew it was serving me, um, and caring for me and nurturing me and freed me up then to relationally, uh, connect at home. I was able to relax. I, um, maybe I could do my homework then. And so I just, yeah, I, I see, I see this verse in, um, this, this concept kind of in that same way. So, um, I would challenge you guys this week to think about these, these verses here of, um, what it is that you could do to serve, uh, your husband or your kids in a way that frees them up then to pursue what it is that they, um, yeah, what they are called are called are being called to do uh, in their in this season of life. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me this week. This was um, I guess I don't know if it was fast paced. How long have I been talking? Oh, already been talking for seventeen minutes. <laughs> um, but I hope you guys are having a great week. And um, I did want to say one more thing. This is not related to really anything that I the verses are that we talked about, but because we're doing these seasons. It, I, I will interject like little things here and there of things that I've, that has been on my mind. So a few weeks ago, or if, not a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, I got super jazzed, all excited about homemaking. I was like, oh yeah, like, you know, like this is awesome. This is why we do this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. I got all jazzed and I was all jazzed. That was not inauthentic, but I wanted to just put it out there that even though I feel those ways and I think these things and I'm passionate about all of this and what I'm doing, it still does not mean that I don't have hard days where I need to be reminded that what I'm doing is important because I can, I can tell anybody that if one of my friends came to me and said, I don't think this is important. I don't, why am I doing this? feels like nothing that I'm doing is, I'm doing is working. I would encourage her in the same way that I encourage you guys through this podcast <clears throat> but I am human just like everybody else. And it is such a, um, such, such an important job and one that I think Satan wants to destroy. Um, it wants to distract us, wants to drag us away from the good of, um, homemaking and building a home that I, I personally often am, am discouraged. I am like really like 
is this really going anywhere? Am I really doing anything important when I just do the same dishes day after day after day? So anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that too, that I, I fully believe in all that I'm saying, and yet I am still also human. So if you also feel that way, um, you're not, not alone and please send me a message. Then we can encourage each other. Um, so send me a message on Instagram or my email, Alyssa at a Harbor home 32.com. Um, and you know what? I've actually been thinking that I need to create a Facebook group so that all, all the people that are listening to this podcast can kind of come together and communicate, can talk, can, uh, share ideas or, memes or whatever it is that would kind of create this community that I'm hoping to create on this podcast. So um, I'll probably be doing that in the next, maybe I'm going to say month or so. Um, But in the meantime, why don't you Um, why don't you invite somebody along uh, to listen along with you in this series? We only have a few more episodes left and then we'll be jumping to a new topic. Um, So invite somebody along that you think might need that encouragement that I just shared that we all are struggling with, um, that we all need to hear on a regular basis that what we're doing is important. I hope you guys hear that from me and yeah, I hope you guys feel encouraged. So Thank you so much for joining me this week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in for daily interactions and more inspiration. Find me on the socials at Harbor home 32 or my blog, harborhome 32.com. Talk with you next time. Bye.